I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Glacé Film Club podcast. Of course, very excited to chat film and once again I am joined by regular film extraordinaire. He loves watching them, he loves talking about them and he's with me once again and we're going to have a chinwag about another film this week. Of course, it's Callum. Callum, how are you doing and are you ready for a bit more chit chat on the old film scene this week. I'm good. Yeah, I'm very, very good. I, uh, I've been watching quite a lot of films uh, of late. Not just for this, but just in general. Trying to, I suppose, just looking back at, trying to watch films that I've been, that's been on my list for a while that a lot of people have seen that I haven't. Like, I watched Pulp Fiction for the first time. Nice. Um, yeah, that was uh, that, that was interesting. I, I, I enjoyed that. It was, a, it was a good film. But I've also bought a bike as well. I'm telling everyone this. Uh, people I work with, everybody. Uh, I bought a bike and I cycled twenty miles, just under twenty miles yesterday. Um, it's impressive. It felt good. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, it felt good. I mean, it was pissing down with rain for the entire journey, but I felt cleansed. <laughs> and that is that is what we like to hear. Not only are we encouraging people to sit in dark rooms and watch films on screens, but also get active, watch your film, go on a bike ride. It's the dual action, Callum. You've got it both. Action man and also uh, philosophical film critique. Both of those <laughs> is what Callum delivers to this podcast. And that's why we'd love having you part of the Glass A Film Club. Thank you very much, Callum. Uh, but it's funny you should say going back and watching some films as I went back and watched. Um, I'm going to throw it out there my favourite film, uh, The Big Short. I watched that during the week. And with. Your favourite film, film or your favourite films. Obviously, you want to rewatch them and rewatch them, but you want to make sure you have that balance that you don't rewatch them too often and they no longer become your favourite film. So, The Big Shot, I think it's about every 18 months, I feel is optimum for me to watch it. I've seen it probably four times now and it gets me it gets me pumped that's what a good film does you know real you finish it and you've got a lot of emotion running through you and that one just makes me gonna want to go and take on the world so i was feeling a very motivated mindset after monday night with the big shots so good to go back and revisit those uh big more modern classic i would describe that one as so just thinking about it now is getting me excited but we're not talking about the big shots today no we're not maybe we'll do one day that'll be a whole day of chit chat we'll have to really put some time aside to go into that but we've got a british film today nominated for nine baftas as callum has just reliably informed me of the film is the dig some big name british actors in it new release it's on netflix looks like it could win some awards callum could you give us an overview please let the audience have a a brief snippet of what the film the dig is all about yeah, um, it's on Netflix at the moment. Uh, directed by Simon Stone, it's based on a a novel uh, also called The Dig by a, a writer called John Preston, and basically it's it reimagines the events of um, the excavation of a, uh, an Anglo-Saxon burial site um, called Sutton Hoo uh, in 1939. Uh, it's got Carrie Mulligan in it, uh, Ralph Fiennes, Lily James, Dame Few. 
and it basically is about the excavation of an Anglo-Saxon burial site of a, a significant figure. Can't remember his name offhand, but uh, it's he's been buried in a in a, in a burial ship basically. Um, it looks at themes about uh, identity, uh, what heritage is, set against the backdrop of the Second World War as well. Um, Edith Pretty, the uh, played by Carrie Mulligan, hires this uh, local arch- archaeologist, or describes himself as an excavator, mm-hmm. uh, Basil Brown, played by Ralph Fiennes, um, and she's hired him to look at all these burial mounds that lie on her uh, estate in um, uh, in Suffolk, and basically. It transpires that as as they're digging through these burial mounds, that it's it, it contains something more. They they find they find these uh, what is believed to be Anglo-Saxon uh, remains, etc. And the uh, the British Museum then come onto the site and it begins to garner some uh, national interest. Basically, um, yeah, I mean, it basically tells the story of the excavation. Mm-hmm. There's the, there's the, I mean that is that is basically the nuts and bolts of the story. It's it's the excavation of an Anglo-Saxon burial site uh, in 1939, and it's yeah, basically yeah. Well, thank I you mean, very much, Callum. Thank you very well, much. I, I think that summarizes. Yeah, indeed, that is yeah, that is that is it, isn't it? <laughs> well, this is what I wanted to dive straight onto, and you say it just shows the events of the excavation, a historical event in Britain, and yes, it does, and that's what I wanted to start off with, and for the plot. That's what I like about it, the fact that it just does that. It's simple. I like a simple film. Yes, complexity, depth, multiple plot lines, action, all great. But sometimes when a good story is just told simply in a nice way. Some of my favourite films are that. And I hark back to this reference a lot. And this film isn't like that. But The Breakfast Club for me is one of the ultimate of just telling a story without much happening. And if that and so that just shows it can be done so well in a film. So this is just a simple story. There's not many different locations. It mainly takes place at the manor house and then at the burial site being excavated on the land near the manor house. There's not much more going on to that. But there's a lot of wider themes and a lot of conversations and ideas put about in it. And it's just told through this. So from a viewer's perspective... I just like the simplicity of the plot. It's not trying to do anything bigger than it is. It has its themes. It puts them forward. It shows the story. Fantastic. So I think the fact that it isn't trying to be anything big or be too philosophical means that it works in being simple and delivering what it does. So that's a big tick in the box for me straight away. But but also with that, it does have its limitations. I described to you, Callum, earlier when we were chatting about this, is that I very much see this film as a conversation starter rather than a filmmaker trying to make a point or trying to give you something really deep to think about. It has a lot of different themes in that we'll go into, but I feel it's a point, it's a platform to go off, think about, feel different things rather than really digging you into a certain way of thinking. Certain directors want to take you down a path. They want you to 
have a certain journey whereas this one is very open it's very free in that way so even though there is a lot more that could be done with the film and it could go in more complex directions i do like the simplicity of it and i like the fact that it's just throwing something out there and letting you do what you want with it that's my initial kind of view on it callum what was your first thought after watching it my first immediate thought was about how okay it's a film about because the trailer looked really really good and i thought okay it's about an excavation of a historical site in the late 30s i thought okay this could be quite interesting and and it was to an extent um i guess the the you know basically trying to knit together a tap that, that, that tapestry of what I suppose the identity of the English nation is certainly is a theme within the film. I mean, the the very act that you've got these archaeologists and excavators uh, discovering this Anglo, these Anglo-Saxon, it's basically this medieval cemetery. Um, it's been undisturbed for for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, and a part of me was thinking, okay, maybe the film is trying to make a a statement about you know, what the story of England is or what the story of Britain is in terms of its language or its its foundation of nationhood, um, particularly at that point in time anyway with Anglo-Saxons. You know, you had dialects of Old French, Latin, Germanic. You know, there's, there's, there is a historical analysis to be had about the, you know, the, the knitting together of, of, you know, what we could, what we would consider, I guess, an idea of the nation. Of, yeah. What what is the nation, Marcus? Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, not go down that road. But I thought initially there was there was an element of that. But then on second reflection, I was like, did this film really need to be made? Another film about trying about another, just another British film talking about the story of our nation. I was just well, not convinced on second reflection. Then I reflected on it again and thought, oh, actually. I guess it's not really trying, like you said, it's not really trying to make that sort of fist-pumping nationalist statement, really. It's more just a story about an excavation that 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 that, that t- tells us about our our the, the our in inverted commas in heavily inverted commas our past. I guess it wasn't necessarily overt in its in its saying this is this is English. It was more about saying, oh, okay. We've discovered something that's of that, that is considered to be of cultural importance. We should maybe do something about that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was yeah. That would be my, that's my uh, my three levels of reflection there. <laughs> it's like a hall of mirrors in your mind, isn't it? With all the different reflection levels in there, but bounces I, back. Yeah. I totally see where you're coming from, Callan. And my fear going into it after reading a little bit of what it was about was exactly that was. Is this going to be a film about British history that in the end just leads you thinking, really proud to be British because of these events that have been focused on very specifically? And I'm not being anti-Britain in that statement at all, but I feel in a film like this, a lot of directors, filmmakers fall into the trap of taking cherry-picking bits of British history and patting everyone on the back and going, look at the ordeal we've been through, look how he rose through it, especially something related to the Second World War, which this heavily features. Um, and in the end, you've just got something which doesn't really have much depth and is just a bit too much nationalist 
furore in the way of oh wasn't that great nothing wrong went nothing went wrong during that and everything's fine and this film could have done that and i feel that if you don't watch it carefully and think about what it is saying you may think from the subject matter that it is doing that but i don't believe it is i think this film is actually really pure that's the feel i got from it just from watching it i feel the story is very pure and quite innocent in its intentions yes it is exploring the idea of national history and what forms britain and culture and we'll say a bit more about that in a minute but i think the intentions of this film are like you said there very open it's not trying to drive you in a certain direction it is looking at the idea of history and specifically british history and what led to that certain point and what led to the culture up into the war just as it depicts the eve of the second world war but i think it does it in quite a wholesome way and yeah that could be a critique of it's a little bit hands-offish it's not making a point it's not saying anything really but i think that is a conscious choice of the filmmaker and i think that's the right choice like i said you can very easily fall into the trap of just going down a route where this could have been a story of a great british achievement by a a british guy who was unknown but now he's been found and um history's been righted but it's very much more a story of the humanity behind it and also the care and consideration people put into it just for their own thought and identity they don't use the british history element to it the people are actually passionate about it the two main characters of mrs pretty and basil who's the excavator that's very much for themselves and what it means to them if anything it's critiquing the institutions because the british museum and the archaeologists who are part of the british museum are the ones who are kind of looked on a little bit um in a negative light because they're the ones who take over take it away from him and try and make it more of a an institutional thing so i think if anything it is saying look they're looking at history through uh, archaeology, through the past, and the straight line that links everything together up until the Second World War. But it's very much in a personal way and what that means for people personally, rather than saying that, oh, it's an institutional thing. So if anything, it is a bit of a critique of that. And I like how it is a bit more of a soft touch that way. And I think it is a film for a personal emotion rather than something that's much bigger than you. What what would you say about that? Oh, well, no, on that, I mean, there is certainly a tension between the personal history and the collective national history, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Edith, who uh, lives on the estate, uh, gives the responsibility for the excavation to Basil Brown, who is kind of this sort of, it's not really alluded to who he works for. I mean, it's the it's the Ipswich Museum, I guess, is the other ones that initially want to sort of... excavate. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of like a, a public excavator. Just, oh, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a hole in the back garden. Oh, we'll get Basil in to dig it up, um, basically. And he, he, he deals with his work in a very pure way. He talks about how he could identify the different types of soil and sand mm-hmm. all across the West Country yeah. and uh, things like that. So there is a purity to his craft there. Um, and there is that tension between, you know, who who does this, uh, what does the, who does this discovery actually belong to? And then on that, what does this tell us about our story as a nation, I guess? I mean, that idea of what does that tell us about the nation isn't made explicitly clear in the film. I'd like to point that out as a caveat. Like you said, it 
it's a good conversation starter. I think it's a kind of a subtle, in a subtle way, just the, the subject matter the, of the fact that they're digging up an Anglo-Saxon ship burial. I don't necessarily feel like they needed to say this is a story of our nation because the subject matter implies that anyway. Um, like, and there is a there is a sort of um, the institutionalization of of uh, of um, finding historical uh, artifacts and then owning them. I think plays a huge role. Um, there's this whole thing where I guess it's kind of like, you know, oh, the British Museum deserves this discovery. We need this discovery because it has to be housed at the British Museum because this uh, archaeological find tells us something broader about who we are as a people. That's the implication anyway of it being put in the British Museum. Um, there is an element of that. But then at the same time, I just couldn't really... I know it's not an overtly political film, um, and it, it it is you know it's it's a, it's a good film, but I um I just couldn't get past the fact that uh, okay we've got another film here that's about digging up uh, a past that's then juxtaposed with the sort of Second World War as well, and it's almost as if like okay we need to be preserving our history, preserving that past in the face of um, the Second World War. Really, there is an element of that, like perceived destruction of that. Um, and the fact that Edith lives on a huge estate, she has butlers and maids, and is married to a um, a colonel in the uh, the British Army. Um, I think there is an element of um, sort of uh, finding a purity in the past and all the different cultural and class things that come with institutionalization of of culture. I think is a huge thing, and then all the different avenues that come off that institutionalization of culture that's the that's the phrase i was searching for in that entire ramblings yeah, uh, nice. section <laughs> nice and i just disagree a bit on the point of where you say uh, the film is saying in light of the second world war we need to identify uh, we need to form our culture to kind of see what it is and i don't think the film is saying that um, the institutions or the individuals feel that they need to do that i feel it's more them saying they're for themselves exploring yes it's another big point in the nation's history the second world war but it's more identifying to the self what are we fighting for or who are we that we are fighting this war because obviously the second world war was very much a war of cultural ideals it was fascism against the so-called free world so to speak and obviously Britain, British identity, very much built on this. So I think next to that, especially the character of Basil, he's very much a soft touch onto this. And he does embody the kind of British accent with a bit of a stiff upper lip. He doesn't show too much emotion, but yeah, he's very caring and loving. And there's a few lines from him where he mentions stuff like drawing a straight line through history and how uh, people should know about these things. And yeah, there is mention of that and he's aware of it. I do very much think it is just putting the idea out there of not what are we fighting for? We need to define what we're fighting for. I think it's more of a why are we driven to fight this war? It's not necessarily we are for a reason doing this thing. It's like something is driving us to do it. And all the people in the film know why they have a drive to do something, whether it is to be fight the war or whether it's smaller and dig up these remains. But there is definitely a, an exploration through the film, but through the characters as well, of why do we have this desire? And I think the fact is 
and you will always do it, is looking back to try and draw a line between the history and yourself and why you have this. And I can all keep coming back to it. I do think the film is more innocent than that, than saying, look, let's institutionalise history and form a British identity. Yes, that comes as a result of the self-reflection, but I think it is more of that innocent individual feel of why do I have this feel to do what I believe is the right thing? Of course, it's from the past, but what elements of the past make me feel this? And there are murky bits along the way as they get taken over by the institution and stuff, but I think that all centers on the character of Basil and the pureness of him, of that he truly believes in the project because he knows there's something good from looking at the past. He knows there's something true about it. And he says something to Edith when they're, I think at one of the points when they walk into the burial site, and he says, look, this is why we do this, because we want to know who we are, and not in a defined way and we're picking who we are but because this is part of us this is on your land this is within the country we reside and that i feel that the film is giving more of that rather than showing this idea of institutionalizing history it's more showing the idea of the, the self-reflection on history and how it makes us what we are i think yeah oh yeah indeed however i do think there is a there is a tension that there though isn't there between like between the that self-reflection and the national reflection because the British Museum are so keen yeah. to to salvage this and, and, and have it as their their discovery. I mean, I think it said at the end that like Basil Brown wasn't even included on the 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 thing until the, the discovery until much later, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, there there is a tension there between who owns this artifact. Is it the individual that can then create their own reflection on what the past is or is it the big organization like the british museum and there is a even the way that when, when the british museum turn like when they when they arrive at the, the 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 dig there is a huge um the way they're dressed the way they speak the way they carry themselves there is a there is a divide there between what the individual considers history to be and what the institution considers history to be mm-hmm. I, th- I, there, I think there is a tension there yeah between, I, between I, those two I completely agree with that. So what I was saying before was more, I think the film is kind of more pro the idea of the self-reflection and that's the message that it does give out there. And I know you said that, you know, should it does it need to be made another film about British history and how it's depicted? But I think yes, because I do think this one is a softer touch and showing the, the benefits that looking back to the past and using it for your own good and in the kind of the beauty of it and the pureness of it. But I fully agree with you. Yes, from a wider view, the film's looking at the institutionalization of history and that conflict in the film is clear between the amateur uh, uh, diggers, excavators, and um, also the institution. I think the film explores this in a really broad way and then boils it down to that. So, like, I thought of it in the way of it's the battle of between the head and the heart of the nation in the smaller way of looking at this. The head are the thinkers, the intellects, the um, university graduates who work for the British Museum. They're the ones who take this bit of history, take on uh, the project from... Basil and Edith by saying well this 
it's assumed like as if like why wouldn't you let us do this and they have to work together in a bit of conflict but there is actually a bit where Edith calls out the guy who's leading the dig from the British Museum and calls him a snob and that's exactly what they are it's this snobbish intellectual class and there's a little scene in there where they all rock up and Lily James's character's never actually worked on a site before and a few of them most of them are just academics but yet they're taking over this um, pure activity of Basel so there's that there's that big idea which is looked at in the smaller view of um, between the wrestling of the soul of the nation between those who feel it in the heart like I said before the purity of Basel but the intellectuals who are forming the vision of Britain through these um intellectual pursuits but then the backdrop of the second world war is very much the bigger picture here because you see cuts as the film goes on and especially the scene where the RAF uh, pilot crash lands and dies mm. in the river and they all go and try and get him out this is the battle of the nation in terms of the second world war is that the intellectuals are still carrying on with a bit of disregard to what's going on. Like the war just seems like an inconvenience to the background. They want to get this history. They want to make this thing happen and they're pushing on with it. It shows them in the pub getting drunk and then when they say, oh, why are we doing a blackout tonight? Oh, it's a test um, for the air raids. And they just kind of brush it off because their pursuit is very much defining the nation in terms of intellectual terms and not even considering the heart of it through what's represented by others but then the the younger working class um soldiers are shown to be going off to bases going off to fight as the war starts to rev up and obviously they're representing the beating heart of the nation the the kind of they are going fighting for and representing in a way what the intellectuals are defining through their museums through the history and i feel the film it, it is gives that really broad kind of idea of thinking of it as like what is the soul of the nation is it defined by theory and thought and archaeology put on display and cherry-picked in certain ways or is it defined by this war is it defined by the working classes or people who know this type of history but they feel it for another reason and there is very much a link there because like i said those who are going to fight in the Second World War are fighting for a cause that is defined by the upper echelons of society. And it doesn't necessarily give a comment, this film. And this is what I said at the beginning. It throws that open to say, what's your thought on this? But what it does make you reflect on is that there is a British identity, no matter whether you like it or not. One exists. We all kind of feel it and we know what it is. But why does that exist? What's it a result of? And do we know really um, what we believe in and why we develop ourselves for it? And I think that small uh, story of the dig blows up into something massive without being too hitting the nail on the head and being dead clear cut about it. I think it's very subtle. But for me, that's a really big thing to come out of it from what's quite an innocent story. No, that yeah. I, I when you well, off air when you were talking about that idea of the the sort of the mind versus the heart, the intellectualism who are defining the nation. Yeah, that is such a good point. Um, I mean, I feel like there's a there is another tension to add on to that as well about um, actuality and philosophy. It's like the people who are digging this thing up 
are like so concerned with oh this is actually buried into the earth of of England and it's like it's you know this existed like yeah. the it 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 puts forward a clear clear evidence that the peace there was a, a an identity and a culture before us and they even go on to when they discover that it is an Anglo-Saxon burial and they find coins in the ship the the head of the British Museum goes oh they weren't just marauders or or barbarians they were civilized people that had systems yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of, of of a monetary system and a culture um and I feel like I don't know whether he's happy at the fact that you know it, it's it's almost revisionist most in a way like it's new evidence that 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 proves that the story of England was something a little bit more other than the mythology that was that existed before it. So there's there's that actuality there. This existed, um, and then there's the tension between like you sort of talked about the philosophical idea is like, well, what does the dig represent? I mean, yeah, it's 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 quite an interesting idea, and it is very easy to go down the route of suggesting that um, there is a subtle uh, subtle nods there to sort of preserve preservation of heritage, um, in particular, and what is England and what is the nation? I mean. I, I mean I, I do I do think there is there is a there is an element of that created within the film because well, I mean the, the 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 subject matter of the film itself um alludes to that idea of of preserving heritage I mean it said it was always kept in the London underground and then released to the public after the war and things like that um yeah there's there's a wider idea there about actuality and philosoph and philosophy what does it all mean basically um it's interesting in that respect but the, yeah the idea of the mind versus the heart i find fascinating because these intellectuals are the ones that like you so rightly say they're the ones that are defining the nation and the war to them is just kind of this thing that's happening in the background they're so absorbed in their own world their own institution but then of course there's nods to that when uh, lily james's character ends up um finding out that her husband is gay yeah. and um then goes and and uh sleeps with the uh is it the son of uh Edith I can't well the cousin cousin, cousin. that cousin uh and then he has to go to war and then and then it's then then that's that's the bridge isn't it like you said yeah, James is the bridge she's the bridge between those two worlds between the yeah. mind and the heart and it shows yeah, that exactly. link exists but it shows that her transition from being part of the the mind, being part of the archaeology group, and then kind of feeling more of a draw towards the RAF pilot who's going to fight the war, the heart of it. It's not. I don't think it's necessarily saying, oh, that's the right way to go, but it shows the distinct difference and there's a transition. And I think it's a really good subtlety they have in there of her husband being gay as a, a subplot in there because obviously it's very much a contextualization of the time is that mm. he's got a wife because obviously it was illegal to be gay at the time so he's got a wife to give this front of it you imagine a lot of people would have been who are in the higher throes of society but it shows that i think it's that slight suggestion of the hypocrisy of um the elite minded of kind of saying look we're defining a pureness of a nation we're defining our true identity but yet within modern britain we can't even allow our true identity 
to be seen. Our true identity is defined in a in a way which is written down and thought and thought of by other people rather than this guy, he's gay, but yet he's part of defining the nation. But he can't even express his own true identity publicly in Britain, which is meant to be a uh, outspoken and well-developed country. So I think that the fact that she transitions away from that, she feels more of a pure experience of identity when she breaks that relationship off because she is then almost freed from that kind of hypocrisy of the time say you know what yeah i feel part of this and i feel part of the drive and the history that it's providing our identity but very much like the character of basil that's got to be felt by the self and not in a really overly defined way yeah i guess and also i mean i mean the the actual premise of the film as well it's uncovering elements of identity and that that plot with uh, lily james's husband being gay and stuff like it, it is a wider comment of society at the time um a country that uh cl- claims claimed and still does claim to be um one of f- uh, freedom and self-expression fighting against uh, a country uh, fighting against fascism and then you've got that there is a rank hypocrisy there i think and it's very easy to sort of fall down the route of saying, well, that isn't made overt enough, or the, the theme of sexuality isn't explored in a in a wider way or a deeper way. And there's always there's always there, there's always more you can add to the film, I guess. But the film wasn't really about that. It was about um, the purity of the past, I think, or at least yeah. trying to find a an avenue into un, into which the past can be defined, and then that's represented in all those different guises of institutionalized preservation um and and, uh and nationhood i guess yeah absolutely well let's wrap this up callum i think we've covered a lot of good ground there Mm. um is that that might be a bit of a pun maybe no i'll I'll say that (laughs) (laughs) um right i'll give you my quick summary and final thoughts is that Yes, I love the simplicity of the story and the purity of the thoughts behind it. I very much believe this was given with the intent of saying, look at this relatively innocent story of a guy starting an archaeological dig and discovering something massive and it being a historical find that very much links to the the current time of Britain of when it was sent, when it was set, and his feel of that and the passion that gives him for his own identity yes it also covers the idea of um defining the nation in institutionalized ways but it for me it's definitely not glorifying that it's a slight critique on it but i don't think it's giving an opinion either way i think what it does really well is this idea that i put forward between the heart and the mind i think it shows the two different views of identity within a country and how these interlink how they work together but how they kind of define each other again no real comment on it either way by the filmmaker and i think this is what i'm finding slightly difficult so we're used to looking at a film and saying this is what this film's saying this is the direction it's going and i think we just have to accept in this film it's not trying to make a comment it's putting it out there for you to look at and say hey look at these things i've noticed identity and culture and history there's negatives there's positives but they exist and it's for the self to define it on your own i as the filmmaker can't define it for you you must take this and define it for yourself as each character does in the film yes 
each element could be explored more and this is why i'm not going to give this film the top marks because i feel that there's there is more that can be done through it i like the simplicity of it but it's not a film that goes into real great depth and everything it's a platform for other thought and other exploration which is great these type of films need to be made and like you said at the beginning, Callum, why does this film have to be made in the same guise as a lot of other? Because I do think it gives that more innocent standpoint to think of something for the self rather than a cheery end thinking, well done, Britain, we did this, fantastic. I like the element of it. When I first started watching the film, I had seven in mind, but I always get suckered in by the emotion and I feel like the relationships between the characters and how they develop were really beautiful and it was very pure and it got me at the end. So it's an eight out of 10 for me. I really enjoyed it and for all those reasons and I think it does leave you something to think of at the end. So nicely done. Callum, what about you? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I... I read a review about it and it said that um, it compared the film to waiting at a bus stop, um, which I thought was quite a, a cutting uh, analogy, really. Very implying cutting. that, Implying that, you know, that we know what's going to happen at the end and similar with a bus, you know it'll arrive eventually. It's just a, a case of when and how. Um, I guess, I don't know, it didn't really do as much for me as what it what it did for you. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, it was an, an interesting film to watch. Um, but... I don't know. I do question the. I know the. I know not. Not everything has to be political. Obviously not. And there is. There. There, there can be. Uh, sort of. Uh, beauty and uh, meaning found in 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 simplicity and in purity, perhaps. Um, I guess for me, it just didn't really. If you're digging up an Anglo-Saxon burial ground, particularly with, you know how it, how identity anyway, particularly in the times in which we live now, is in a constant state of flux. I just feel like it could have done a little bit more and explored the wider political theme of what the treasure represents, what it represented at the time, and what it represents now. And I guess I was just left wondering, why has it been made, really? If it's not going to do that, then why has it been made, I guess? I completely get that... Um, you know, it's a, it's a film that, it it, it is a good, it is, it's a nice story, and I think that was the problem with it. It was just a nice story, so for me, I'm going to give it six out of ten, just because I felt like it could have done a little bit more with it. I'm not saying it's a bad film by any stretch of the imagination. I just think, it wasn't enough for me, and I, yeah, it just wasn't enough for me. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. Totally yeah. Well, thank you. No, very good overview, Callum, and I think all your reasoning is justified. And good to hear, you know, both angles of the discussion. We don't mm. want this uh, podcast to ever become just you and me throwing the same ideas at each other <laughs> over and over again. Um, but brilliant. Thank you very much once again, Callum. I thoroughly enjoyed that, and I did enjoy that style of film as well. Good to see, you know, it was a very, like, classic British film in that sense of, uh, you know, very famous British actors in there, and I'm sure it will go on and get some BAFTAs because it does tick all those boxes. But... Let's wrap up, Callum. We've given mm. our thoughts, we've given our views, and I thoroughly enjoyed the chat once again. But we will be back. We will be watching more films, as always. You've heard from Callum saying he's been flying through the films at the minute, so I'm sure we're going to have plenty of great recommendations. And, of course, we'll be giving our unique insights into what we thought about them. But until then, keep watching the films, 
Get ready to listen to our views and we will be back. Thanks for listening and we'll see you all later.